Bright suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is madness. What did Lisa say? Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends! Hey, hey! What's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me on this very luminous evening are my Star Wars friends. I'm Josh, and I am a luminous being. Mm. Nice. This is Justin, and I am getting high on Zimmer Public right now. <laughs> I'm so high. I am so high. I have to uh, forewarn all of our listeners here. We're all pretty high right now. Yeah, on, the re- on, on the Republic. On Republic. Studio, on the Republic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, to I'm, be clear, on the Republic. <laughs> I might be high on some cold meds. I'm, I got one of the, another, like, I just had the flu a couple weeks ago, and now I got the cold, of course, like, as I'm going into Disney. So it's a whole thing. But we are so excited to be talking about Project Luminous today on the Star Wars Friends. We just had to get a recap out. There's so much information, and it, there, we're very excited about this. This is an incredible launch. Um, my goodness. So what a news-packed uh, episode we're going to have here. We're just going to kind of roll out some of the details and some of our opinions. But something else happened today. Uh, we yeah. found out that chairman, CEO of Disney for, I, I mean, goodness, a long time, um, mm. Bob Iger is stepping down and Bob Chapek is going to be taking over in 2021. Um, now, I am not surprised by this at all. This is not a shock to me. Bob. Yeah, just bo- one Bob for another Bob. What's the big difference, right? Right. Um, <laughs> Bob Iger has seen the most rapid, extreme expansion of Disney's portfolio in the entire company's history. Um, so he is going to be leaving on the high note of high notes. You know, his last big project was, of course, Disney Plus. Iger has been trying to leave Disney for years, and they kept resigning him, resigning him. And the telltale sign was when he put out his memoir book. Uh, middle or later last year, 2019, no one puts out a memoir book that's going to stay in their position for years to come. I mean, this is a pretty obvious move. Um, Bob Chapek is no slouch. He's overseen Disney parks for years now. So this guy, Bob Chapek, he is a customer first, customer oriented uh, person. So I have no 
no issues, no, there's nothing here that I'm raising a red flag or alarm about. I think it's going to be business as usual. Um, Iger's set this very progressive tone for Disney. And um, listen, man, they got Marvel. They got Lucasfilm. They got all these different licenses. Pixar. Um, this is a this is a powerhouse that that Bob Iger is leaving Bob Chapek live. And also, well, the, let's not forget that the Fox acquisition, which was yeah. huge. Yeah, he's so, also led the largest expansions at Disney Parks over the last couple of years too, with Galaxy's Edge and the uh, right. Pixar, the Pixar Land. And then they also kind of you oversee. Uh, there's one in Shanghai. There's a Disney Park in Shanghai now. I believe right. and that was all still under his umbrella. So he's not just, you know, in the, in the production studio, but helping, uh, helping make moves and do things to the, uh, the park and the adventure side as well. So is, is the park stuff, uh, this, the Bob that's taking over, is that under his, like, are, are those expansions from him or are those Iger? Expansions? Uh, well, ultimately, you know, the, the leader yeah. of the ship gets credited with these things and the CEO, sure. you don't, you don't spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars without having the CEO involved intimately with these details. Um, but Bob Chapek ultimately is, is the guy who spearheaded those parks, expansions, right. et cetera, et cetera. But Iger's the one that gave him the green light. You know, dude, when you run a company, at, regardless of what size, I mean, if you're large enough to, to have a CEO, CEO's got to sign off on those projects. And they can yeah, also oh, yeah. deny it. So with Iger, you know, he's just a visionary. And- so you- JPEG is like the uh, the Chewy to Iger's Han. We all know he's he's intelligent, <laughs> he's smart. He just doesn't get the yes. credit for those big decisions sometimes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, was also I, I I'm not surprised by this because when they launched Disney Plus, they they also released titles called The Imagineering Story, um, One Day at Disney, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Bob JPEG got a lot of screen time. I'm talking mm-hmm. more than I've ever seen Bob Chapek. I've I have tweeted at Bob Chapek a few times uh, about some parks uh, qualms that I've had. Um, <laughs> no response from Mr. Chapek, but we'll see if we can get Mr. Bob Chapek on the Star Wars Friends Show. Of course, I'll send a I'll I'll have my representative contact his representative <laughs> and see what he his thoughts are for the future of Star Wars. I don't. By the way. You know, ultimately, this is a Star Wars podcast. I don't feel that there's going to be any massive shakeup of Star Wars or Galaxy's Edge under the vision of Bob Chapek. It's going to be business as usual. You know, Kathleen Kennedy sets the tone over at Lucasfilm. Kevin Feige's jumping in. Whatever his role will flesh out to be, it's just still going to continue to do what it's doing, um, which is giving us unreal unlimited mega content across all spectrums and Disney's about the synergy. So let's see what they, uh, let's see what they come up with any, um, you know, is Bob Chapek Rayla positive though? You know, I don't, (laughs) or or maybe he's a secret trekker and he wants to ruin star Wars. Did he? He's, did, he's the commander, right? Captain Picard. No, did he, uh, did he launch that, that, uh, Picard, uh, show that I heard is not very good. Have you guys, uh, you know, I haven't I, seen it. Yeah. I, I don't watch star Trek and I know that that might come as a surprise to some people. Cause sometimes star Wars people watch star Trek. I've just never been a Trekkie. I've never cared to be a Trekkie. Um, do you guys watch star Wars? Any star Wars? I do I mean, watch well, Star Wars. I watch, I watch oh a lot God. of Star Wars <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. We're hosting a star Wars podcast and I'm looking at star Wars art right now. <laughs> Yes. So I, I, um, I have friends that are Trekkies and 
I used to do other podcasts where I would just bash on it, bash on it. Yeah. And I still do for comedic value. Um, but the reality is, is it's apples and oranges. Yes. I mean, they're not similar really at all. Um, and Star Trek has its own like things that are good about it. But I, and I've, and I've watched it. I, I decided that I needed to watch Star Trek in order to tear it down better. Oh no. And through and through watching it, I was like, well, okay, it's not as terrible as I thought, but it's definitely not Star Wars. No. I used to watch um Next Generation when I was younger, and that was about it. And after that went off the air, there wasn't a lot to watch. When I grew up watching some of the original stuff with my dad. But yeah. After that went off the air, I was just like I didn't watch anymore. And then it got on to I think sci fi with like Deep Space Nine mm. and stuff and I never got into those. So I don't know. Now, if we want to talk about Battlestar Galactica, I do <laughs> love Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't. The have, new one, the newer one, not the the original. I don't have a leg to stand on for either of those, but I do have two legs to stand on when it comes to Star Wars. Um, so I, I don't have any. I don't have any frame of reference, and that's okay. This isn't a Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica show. But Josh, if you want to do yeah. a spinoff podcast of uh, Battle Friends or you know something like that. <laughs> Feel free to do that. Um, but we are here, of course, to talk about something very special. I'm very excited to talk about this. And that is, of course, Project Luminous, which we've been teased with for a very long time. Uh, we on this show have speculated on what it could or couldn't be. And really, it was teased by it was teased by Del Rey Books, Star Wars Del Rey Books. It was teased by some of the authors in Star Wars. And really, I think we got our first, what, our first peak of it was at Celebration 2019. 19. It was kind of just like a little bumper. Um, Project Luminous is coming. And then shortly after that, you started seeing authors' names uh, attached to it. You started seeing Claudia Gray, Charles Soule, Daniel Jose Older. Um, you got Caven Scott, Justina Ireland. And you're like, oh, well, what are they doing? And then you started hearing little tidbits about it being a cross-platform. Graphic novels, comics, young adults, tweeners, adult novels. You know, all these different... Um, formats, but the one theme was it was going to be written, uh, it was going to be in book form, right? Like visual and written uh, words. So this was fascinating. Uh, it's no surprise if you listen to Star Wars Friends, we are we are love the novels. We are we come from the novel generation. We love reading the novels. So this was a huge thing for me. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't be happier to be wrong on what this is. Um, so I speculated on this show that I thought that Project Luminous, Luminous Beans, are we? Um, I thought that this was going to have something to do with the child in The Mandalorian. And I thought that it was going to maybe help explain what species the child and Yoda are. Yaddle. Let's not forget Yaddle. Um, R.I.P. And with this, I, <laughs> um, I wanted to know what this Camino cloner was doing looking for the child and looking after. So I thought, I thought, speculated, um, that it was going to be regarding that. And then I thought maybe, hmm, we got that certain point of view book about A New Hope, uh, the 40th anniversary, uh, where they told stories and tales from different perspectives across A New Hope uh, on that movie. So I go, oh, maybe Project Luminous is going to be Empire Strikes Back, certain point of view. That was my latest uh theory that that's what that was going to be and then i go oh no it's got to be high republic it's got to be high republic because 
Uh, why not? Now I'm jacking off, and I know why. Turn this shit off. Yeah, because I got high. Keep going. Because I got high. Hey, do that over Because I got Yeah, you know, because I got high, I thought, yeah, this, of course, Project Luminous is going to be the High Republic. I actually did put that out um, online to make sure I wasn't going to be one of those people that were like, I told you forever it was going to be High Republic. I, as soon as I had that thought, I just launched it into the Twitter, Twitter sphere or whatever. Um, just so, because, you know, I wanted, I thought about this, and, and we heard some speculation about the High Republic, and it could be turned into a movie or adapted into a movie. Um, Bennyhoff and Weiss, the creators of, uh, not creators, but the showrunners of Game of Thrones, they were in talks to do a movie and a lot of people were talking that it was going to be developed in a medieval times. Um, I don't think high Republic is that I think that probably would have fallen in more Knights of the old Republic. Um, but now we get this high Republic an era speculated, um, that people have speculated to just be 200 to 400 years prior to uh, Phantom Menace. Um, but yeah, we got all this information last night. Okay. So let's boil it down guys. Let's get into it now. So, um, the last time Lucasfilm has had an event similar to this was in the mid-90s, 1995 for Shadows of the Empire, a multimedia launch where they had everything from action figures to soundtrack to novel, video game, comic books, all these different creative platforms were laid out. It was a massive project. It involved a lot of people, a lot of energy, um, and... It was wildly successful. The Steve Perry novel, uh, Shadows of the Empire, is one of my favorite Star Wars books ever. And I liked it. And uh, it's not a long read either. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So um, this, is, this is very similar to that. So last night, it was February, what, 24th. Um, they had this crazy 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time book launch time. And I was just, all day, I was like, what? Like 10 p.m. Eastern Time? Who? Well, because it was like what seven o'clock West Coast. Still I think, seven o'clock. Because they were at Galaxy's Edge, I think, in California. What is so, happening? But, yeah, it was like we couldn't do like a five o'clock time or something. But yeah, Get odd time a to release late. a book. Uh, I'm not one for book releases. I don't have a I don't have a a list to go off of. But man, what a bizarre time to choose. Um, so I ultimately, of course, I fell asleep. I'm on I'm on sleep meds, so I did not stay up because. Uh, Kyle, who can't be with us tonight, he he and I were going back and forth on Twitter, interacting with our our friends on Twitter, and you know I I was like it was ten fifteen and my eyes were just barely open, and it, there was still no announcement. I think ultimately when the announcement started coming through, it was about ten thirty p.m. last night. It was later than that. Oh really? Uh, yeah. My goodness. So yeah, I was already dead. Asleep. I was pissed off. I was like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? And it's like. They didn't live stream it. I was like, someone couldn't right. set up a webcam and put this on YouTube. Yeah. It's free. Like, what are you doing? I was shocked at at the no live stream. That was definitely something that was very odd to me. Um, I couldn't believe that there was no live stream. So really, I got all my information this morning. Um, thanks to Kyle, who went on SW Friends Show on Twitter and just reposted all these amazing, like Star Wars Explained, Amy Ratcliffe. They were all there just posting, posting, posting. So I caught up through that. And then uh, obviously- the book covers he posted were hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I did. Well, actually, I, the last tweet- creative. The last tweet I got in last night, if anyone follows SW Friends Show on Twitter, you would have seen the- 
uh, Ben Solo uh, book cover that I that I happened to post. It was actually pretty dang funny. Uh, the goat, <laughs> the goat, yeah. So lots of good content uh, on at, at SW French Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So, all right, guys, we got this awesome press release. We got this launch event, um, and we got a video associated with this. We got a launch party video, so we got to see um, kind of Lucasfilm's pitch to us, the fans, for what they're basically calling an incubator. I forget who on the video, maybe James Waugh, who is the VP of creative, he's like a creative director. He, he said that this is basically an incubator, right? The novels and all this. That's the most interesting thing for me. That was my biggest takeaway from the entire video. Um, obviously the video had cut scenes of all the cinematic animation that we know, um, a lot of new artwork, but it did have some behind the scenes, but the incubator comment struck me. I go, Ooh, okay. I like that. They said that out loud because if these books fail, if this content fails, we might not get a movie. We might not get a live action TV show or an animated show. However, if they do well, and it, the response is very positive. We may may very well get a movie or a TV show or an animated show. So the incubator comment is is fantastic because, hey, I mean, I know all of us on Star Wars Friends, we're going to be reading these novels. We're going to be reading these comics. So it gives us content regardless of if it turns into a movie. And if it turns into a movie or TV show, bonus. I mean, so that's a cool thing. Um but what were your what were your takeaways on the video? Um, I you know there was a lot in a five minute video. What did you guys see in the video that caught your eye? I only wa- I only watched it once um, between last night and today, so I, I haven't really like gone back and looked at it. The big thing I took away a lot from the artwork is where I got most of my impressions. Yeah, um, obviously the spaceship with the tower, um, oh, the Jedi yeah, Council yeah. tower that's in. Uh, Phantom Menace that you see in Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Return of the Jedi, that was very prominent on the top of that that spaceship. Um, but uh, no, I, I think it's interesting. I, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Um, it, you know, if it, if it's a test ground, and to your point, if it doesn't work, um, are they just going to go, hey, no, nope, that's not canon anymore. We we don't want it, or are they actually just going to say, well, it's still canon, but we're not right. going to expand on it anymore? So for me, uh, I'm still fifty mm, fifty so far. I mean, oh, I'm okay. excited to read it. I'm excited yeah, to see right. it. Interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, where are we going to go with this? Like, I want to see. Like, I, I want to hear more about what they're going to do. So Bur so. Yaga Agaburi hasn't put you over the edge of excitement yet yeah. because. <laughs> I, I am excited to see a Wookiee yield the lightsaber with the, uh, the cross, cross guard, guard so it doesn't burn his hand. Oh, but, uh, yeah, right, all that fur. Nobody <laughs> nobody point. wants to smell burnt yeah. Wookiee fur. Yeah, good point, so. good point. Why is that Wookiee not wearing gloves? Someone get him right, some gloves. Right, somebody get him some gauntlets. He's a tough guy. He's tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, what about you? What was your What was your takeaway from the video? I mean, so any new Star Wars content is exciting, yeah. and I'm a book guy, so yeah. um, I saw a lot of people online were like, no movie, no show, no video game. It's just <laughs> well, a publishing duh. event. And I'm like, I'm cool with it. Um, yeah. I was there. So all of the concept art looks sweet to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I, but I do have, I have mixed, so I'm excited for it and I think it'll be good, but I do have mixed feelings. Um, and one of my main reason for that is because I'm, I'm kind of perplexed at, what they're trying to frame this as, hmm. you know, with the 
Vi- Space Vikings, Knights of the Round Table. The galaxy is smaller, so the Outer Rim's like the Wild West. Yeah. But yet, it's only 200 years before. So yeah. you're telling me like all that happened when Yoda was 700 years old and 3,000 years after Revan and 8,000 or 800 years after Bane and Chewbacca, like right before Chewbacca is born is, I, I just don't feel like it's far enough back. It's, it's kind of like trying to pretend like in the real world, trying to say that like, you know, medieval Europe happened in like 1800. <laughs> well, okay. Yes and no. Yeah, I I understand the complaints about the year thing, and it, and I will agree with you. I think that two hundred years is probably a little too close to where we are with some of these fantasy high fantasy elements. Um, and we'll dive into this as we go through this press release here. But um, yeah, here's the thing, man. Like we look, obviously, we look at our own timeline as humans on Earth, and two hundred years ago. Um, yeah, man, like they didn't have cars. They didn't have a lot of the technology. Obviously, these, this technology that we're, we are recording on right now, like we are not in the same room. We are uh, hundreds of miles away from each other recording over an internet source. So like technology can rapidly advance. Um, I have some theories on the Knights of the Old Republic era into Bane, into this High Republic era and kind of maybe this, you know, how do I phrase this? They had technology, a certain kind of technology back in the uh, old Republic that maybe got destroyed or lost or taken away from some other type of um, maybe the Chiss or something from the unknown reasons, right? And then they lost that and they had to rebuild at some point in time. Obviously, early predictions. This is all tinfoil hat BS. But yes, I think that 200 years timeline is for what they're pitching to us, the Knights of the Round Table, yeah, man, if we look at it as an as a human on Earth, that time frame for us was way further back. But we don't know how their society, gal- galactical society, evolved or devolved in that time. So this is what I'm excited to learn about is, and I have some thoughts. I definitely, of course, have some thoughts, um, which we'll dive into. But yeah, I mean, that is a weird time frame. I hope it's like 200 to 400 years with some of these like synergy novels and and supplemental materials. Yeah, the I guess the the, the comparing it to earth analogy is is not a good one, but honestly our rapid technology, I feel like the how rapid technology has evolved in the real world in that time period only makes my point more valid though because we're looking at like with us with with real earthlings right like in the real world we're looking at a time span that's much smaller a civilized time span that's much smaller than like how long the galactic like life has been like their recorded history is thousands and thousands of years longer than our recorded history is and they have i mean we we don't even have we don't even have Star Wars history. Space travel? Yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> even have like Star Wars history even when we had the EU like only went back to like um you know the Tong lived on Coruscant before it was a city and then this was the year 20,000 years ago that hyperspace travel was invented and we have like nothing before that. So like we're the the time scale is just 
it's way off for me. But I, I'm still excited for it. I still think it has an opportunity to be great. And maybe, it, you know, with the collaborative approach and the story group being involved, um, you know, hopefully that my concerns are unwarranted and they'll figure out a way to, to fit it in. But I, but I do want to put that out there that that was my, that was my main concern. Well, okay. Number one, let's, let's just come to, let's just come to the agreement that Star Wars is fake and in space. So number one, yeah. it is, they can I literally really? can do whatever they want. So really? um, number two, Damn. number two, just ruined it. Let's not interpret, and, and as you were talking, Josh, I just thought about this. Let's not interpret this Jedi Knights of the Round Table as literal medieval knights. Um, let's look at, and, and obviously we know the Knights of the Old Republic, and, and Kathleen Kennedy has talked about developing a Knights of the Old Republic uh, something, a project, right? So that is on their mind. Um, so that is, I think, where we're going to get some of this early stuff. I think... You know, when we look at Expanding Universe, the the first novel in Expanding Universe, or the, the furthest one back, is 25,793 uh, years before Yavin. That's Dawn of the Jedi. It's the one I just finished. And the Jedi didn't have lightsabers. They were just located in the Tython system. Um, there were different classes of Jedi. Jedi. Um, there were journeyers, which is what this High Republic... Um, they talked about these uh, Texas Ranger style, Walker, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris types that scour the edges of their Republic. That's not saying like hyperspace lanes are incredibly complicated to make. So that's not saying that they couldn't have a massive galactical scope up to this point. Um, all they said in this release was that the Republic extended only so far. Um, so who knows? Let's, um, Let's dive into some of that meat later. Let's just get into this press release here. <laughs> okay. We got like Sorry. really hardcore into that. Um, <laughs> so right off the rip, Star Wars, The High Republic, and I'm just reading directly from the press release to be clear. This is found on StarWars.com if you're interested. Star Wars, The High Republic, which has previously been referred to as Project Luminous, will be set in an era when the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their zenith. About 200 years before the events of Star Wars... The Phantom Menace. This period on the Star Wars timeline will not overlap with any of the film features or series currently planned for production, giving creators and partners a vast amount of room to tell Star Wars stories with new adventures and original characters. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. We are so excited to be opening up such a rich, fertile era for our authors to explore. We'll get to see the Jedi in their prime. Okay, so who are these artists? Who are these writers? Um... It was awesome in the video to see one of the things I tweeted from my personal Twitter at no one is Chris um, was it was a, a relief to see a room full of writers together working with the story group to develop a full massive linear storyline across multiple books, multiple platforms. That is in retrospect, something I wish we would have had with the sequel trilogy and I'm not saying yes. that this is a this is not a uh, response to the discord of the sequel trilogy because the seeds of Project Luminous were planted back in 2014. 
this retreat that they showed on this video is from 2018. So they, uh, they also have a group thread that they text each other all these questions on, but you're looking at everyone from Pablo Hidalgo to Matt Martin, uh, which who are members of the story group. You're looking at creative directors. You were looking at artists like Doug Chang, legendary star Wars artist, Doug Chang. You're looking at Ian McKegg. Um, you know, we got to see a lot of these stunning images in the video. Um, you know, Phil Noto is another artist. These are storyboard artists, creatives that are they're putting together the visual language of the High Republic, which has never been designed before. Um, and to me, that shit's fascinating. That is incredible. There were a couple characters in these sketches that looked like Lumaya. If you're familiar with the old Marvel comics, um, Lumaya was basically like the female version uh, or. Marvel's female response to Darth Vader. One of my favorite Star Wars characters, Lumaya. Didn't and she have the life, the the light whip? Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, I did see a, a, a resemblance to Lumaya in one of these sketches. I just think it's fantastic. Um, but in this room, in this summit, right? They had the authors of these initial wave of projects. So um, of course, last night, Bobby Moynihan, the actor, um, who does he, he voices someone on, um, doesn't he voice someone on resistance or am I getting him mixed up with somebody? I think all I know is he's drunk uncle on weekend. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Uh, But he is, he is a diehard star Wars fan. He shows up a lot in star Wars projects. Um, And he, he interviewed Claudia Gray, who is a well-respected, renowned Star Wars author. Daniel Jose Older. Well, actually, Claudia Gray, let's give props for Bloodlines. Daniel Jose Older for Last Shot. Charles Soule, who is a fantastic Star Wars comic writer. Caven oh, Scott. Darth Vader comic. Oh, Darth Vader comics are fantastic. Caven Scott is uh, from the UK, and he uh, most recently put out uh, Jedi Lost, which was the... Um, the Dooku novel, um, which was actually really cool. It was that uh, audio release that, that came out la- uh, mid, mid-year last year and then has since come out in book form. Um, and then Justina Ireland, who I actually uh, will admit I'm not familiar with. That was a name that I was not familiar with at all. Uh, but these very talented, multifaceted Star Wars authors were part of this massive summit to create this High Republic. And, you know, they had a sketchboard up there that they were sketching out a lot of different things. And one of the things that caught my eye was um, something to the effect of like, it needs an end. (laughs) Like, like write an ending. Don't let this thing like go on and on and on. Excuse me. That was actually pretty interesting. But um, what really, when they got together in the summit, it all started by Caven Scott asking the room, what scares the Jedi? That's a really awesome question. So, I'm going to put both of you on the spot. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. What's, what scares the Jedi? What scares the Jedi? What do you think? Th- what do you think this initial reaction in the room was? I mean, I'm sure it was stunned silence at first, but ultimately if you're talking about what Darth Maul was the first Sith to reveal himself in however many, was it a thousand years or what, whatever it may be. Right. The, the Jedi we don't know because we don't have any record of the High Republic. Um, they might not be afraid of the Sith because they th- maybe thought that the balance tipped to the light side and they didn't have a fear of the Sith, that they controlled that's what, it. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting the impression of too because 
technically a old republic, right? That we know has thousands of Jedi facing off against thousands of Sith, the right? Sith Empire. fighting each other. Yeah. The Sith Empire, and they ascend, and that's well before this, and it's before Bane, and they kill each other off, and then Bane instills the rule of two, right? And at some point, they you know, they end that rule of two and there's nothing left much like what we thought at the end of, um, uh, of, of, uh, return of the Jedi that, Hey, they're gone. Right. Yay. Happy times. That's probably what they thought. And, and it kind of, it seems to me like it's like, um, I don't know, like it's a lot of like the artwork and and how it's portrayed seems like, uh, what do I want to say? Like the, the twenties and thirties of our time where everything's kind of like architecture is very arched and, um, it's, um, gold was in and, um, right. You know, uh, it, it, I, I don't know what I want to call it. Like, uh, not ma it was like modern for the time and it was hip and trendy and that kind of thing. It's kind of what it reminds me of. And I'm sure there's Republic worlds out there that are just, you know, living in peace and harmony and they think everything is hunky dory. The Jedi are still around, Right, um, but maybe these are the last, you know, twelve protectors or so from whatever the old Republic was, or however many years or centuries they've been ravaged, uh, facing off against the Sith. So once they finally defeat them and they go, yeah, we're good. There's nothing left. They feel comfortable and safe, minus those territories beyond their own little world right. um, that they haven't explored, and and that's where the Nile come in, I guess. Well. So that's what I was going to get into, but then I was I was actually contradicting myself. Um, it's uh, if if I don't think the Jedi are scared of exploring, you know, it's like that should be part of the Jedi way um, to teach the the light, to teach the positive, to new worlds, to new cultures, to new species, um, and the Nile. Uh, we just don't know enough about them yet. Um, to no. say, are the Jedi scared of a bunch of space Vikings that <laughs> blow in like horns I, and antlers and you have like rowboats with sails on them? I, you know, I don't know. Like, what are they? Afraid? The artwork know. that they released, it looked like if those are the Nile with the yeah. ones with all the helmets on it, I kind of was like, man, they look like Borderlands characters. Yeah. Like out of the video punk, game. I'm yeah, like, like, I don't steampunk Borderlands. Yeah. 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 I'm like, they're really scared of that. I, I guess I don't, I mean, unless that's, they all look like that. I guess I don't understand why they all have to have masks or something, but maybe that's part of their culture or maybe that's part of their society or whatever. I, I just don't know enough yet yeah. to say whether or not that's right. But I'm like, really? That's what scares the Jedi? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all could right. definitely speculate about that. I mean, you Tusken Raiders, they right. wear the masks. and there You can might be... fight a whole Sith Empire, but you're scared of Vikings and right. masks? Well, okay. okay. So then I go, all right, so of course my gears start turning. Um, the Nile... Could they be Force-sensitive villains that are not Sith, right? Because we know that there are Force-sensitive beings, Night Sisters, etc., in the galaxy. Could these folks be Force-sensitive users that don't necessarily have the training or the wherewithal or care about Darth Bane's Sith holocron? Um, they just want to get nasty and actually have the ability to battle um, Jedi and and Kyle, I know you're not with us. Maybe they have, have maybe they have skills similar to Cad Bane. Maybe they are Cad Bane's ancestors, <laughs> and uh, they can fight the Jedi with ease. So I don't know. I don't know if that's what scares the Jedi. Let's see what the heck. Maybe 
uh, societies collapse. Maybe they built up this republic, the High Republic, and uh, they're afraid of the collapse of what they've built. Um, who knows? I don't know. I, I, the, the whole them, what scares the Jedi thing and what we know about the Nile kind of made me wonder if the Nile are like a red herring, like they're, 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 there's some more sinister big bad that they're not revealing until the, you know, the books come out. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be some type of mega, uh, villain. I know that what made the rounds on the internet today was Darth Tenebris. Have you guys, are you guys familiar? Mm-hmm. Is that Plagueis' master, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people said, hey, Plagueis might be around, you know? Um, so who knows? This 200-year mark is... I don't know how is, long Mune lived. Uh, Plagueis was uh, eternal, right? He was, was trying he? to be. Am I... <laughs> yeah. Right. Am I... I mean, am I... trying to be. <laughs> who knows what body Plagueis had uh, when, when he had instructed Sidious? Who knows what host that was? I mean, here's the other thing. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the Plagueis book that's no longer canon, right? That was one of it's the last. Yeah, it's not. So that was it's one good, of the it's last. It's a good read, but it's great not canon read. anymore. That was yeah. one of the last Legends books. So who knows if they're just going to turn that thing upside down and and Darth Plagueis is alive? You know, who knows? Once again, just speculating here. And just to give you a a, a character update, Bobby Moynihan plays Orca. On resistance. See? Okay, yes. I knew Bobby. Yes, thank you for yes. looking that up. I'm <laughs> not crazy anymore. I seriously, I'm not kidding. I've sat here almost this entire time like, man, was I wrong? <laughs> like, I don't want Twitter to yell at me. Which season um, two also opened up oh, on yeah. Disney Plus uh, yeah. this yep. yesterday or so. Two I gotta days ago. catch up on that. I gotta catch up on that. Don't forget he also plays Stormtrooper Three, Stormtrooper Two. <laughs> Yanni and pirate number two. As well. Oh my god! Yeah, in, I didn't in resistance. Those guys. <laughs> he did it in yes, resistance. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So I'm not crazy. Don't beat me up on Twitter at SW Friend Show. So. Oh, and Kylo Ren throws him into a uh, like a drink machine. Oh my on god! The base in undercover boss. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm vindicated. Okay. I feel so I get to go to sleep like very happy tonight. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get back in. Let's wrap up this press release here. Cause there's a couple more interesting nuggets. Uh, quote, this is from Charles soul comic writer, Darth Vader, comic writer wrote a whole bunch of others. Um, quote, I would be lying if I said I wasn't thrilled to be finally writing a star Wars novel. Soul says, who notes his book will include a number of characters, including a sensitive Wookiee, uh, or I'm sorry, a sensitive Wookiee Jedi and a human Jedi who hears the force as a song. Interesting. Quote, I grew up reading some of the amazing Star Wars novels by James Lucino and Tim Zahn and lots of other great writers. So to be able to add my work to that is just a gigantic thrill. He says, I finished it. It's turned in. I'm thrilled to have people starting to see it. This is absolutely the largest thing I've ever worked on within the Star Wars universe. Okay. Fucking cool comment. I got goosebumps reading through that. Um, I read it, but now reading it out loud, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, so a Force-sensitive Wookiee Jedi, or a se- I'm sorry, I keep saying Force-sensitive. It just says sensitive. It just says straight up sensitive. Like this is a Wookiee feels. with emotions. He gets so, all in his yep. feels sometimes. It's, it's all right. <laughs> that is interesting. So a sensitive Wookiee Jedi and a human Jedi who hears the force as a song. Now, 
um, they went online and I think it was Caven Scott or maybe it was Charles Soul. We did retweet it at SW Friend Show uh, on Twitter. I'd have to look back at what author was the one who confirmed the names. I'm assuming it's Charles Soul. Um, yeah, it, it, it was. All right, so it was Charles. He confirmed that the name of the Wookiee is Buryaga Agaburi, which is awesome. Cool, cool name. I'm sure he's going to go by Burry instead of Chewy. He'll be Burry. And then uh, the human Jedi female is Avar Chris. Um, two very Star Wars names. And um, I'm already in my brain when I saw that cover last night, which um, which was released early on a publisher's website. So we actually were all circulating this cover around in the Star Wars Friends text thread. And we're like, wait, where'd this come from? What's the deal? What's oh, happening? Kyle, I was getting Ky- su- it made Kyle's anxiety I was was say, so high. <laughs> you guys were giving me anxiety. I'm like, dude, this is no time to like freak out. Like it's it's cool, man. Um, it's real. I got the scoops, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we saw this cover and immediately I saw Elizabeth Mitchell, the actor from lost. And then I saw Jodie Whittaker who plays the most recent doctor who. And I was like, Ooh, I like, like I got real excited. Cause I started in my mind's eye, that cover, a good cover, whether it's a comic book or a novel should elicit adventure. It should, it should tell a story. And that cover that we got for light of the Jedi, um, tells a story. It's fantastic. Okay, let's carry on and let's wrap up this press release because this is this is going to be um, we got a, a lot to hit still. Going on the great disaster, which is something that was referenced in the video as a pinnacle event in the High Republic. A disaster in Soul's story will ripple out through the other storytelling as the galaxy reacts. Claudia Gray, who will pan into the dark, hopes that this is just the start of something even bigger. I've really been loving the characters or I'm, I'm really loving the characters that I'm getting to play with. She says, so not much is known about this into the dark book that she's writing, but I'm assuming it happens after the great disaster, which we don't know what it is, but it is, it's a great disaster. Like any, uh, star Wars story, uh, adventure is set off with a massive event. So care to speculate what this is. Well, I, I just find that comment interesting that she said, I've really, I, I'm really loving the characters that I'm getting to play with. Mm. So in that room, I think as the group, they flushed out the story of what is essentially going to happen. And then they delegated uh-huh. individuals to tell those stories within their books, right? And then they can expand on maybe side characters or things like that within that novelization, but they understand here's the start. Here's the end. This is what we're doing through the course of this project. We need to make sure that the stories that we tell stay on track with that. So it sounds to me like, Hey, who wants to do these characters? Who wants to do these characters? Or you're going to do this one, or you're going to do this one. And it was divided up and, and they get specific characters to, feature or to build on within their novels. Mm. Um, to be honest, hers is probably one of the ones I'm most interested in is that oh, okay. the dark one. Cause she's written great work, um, you know, to this point for, for the star Wars stuff. I did not read, um, lost stars, um, but I did read uh-huh. bloodline and I enjoyed that one. And I did read master and apprentice. I oh, did yeah, like that that's one right. too. Master and apprentice um, is great. Great. Yes. Yeah. Because it really, flushed out like um it, when you meet obi-wan and, and qui-gon and they are not on the same page <laughs> right, as a master right. and apprentice in the beginning and so when 
when you read the novel, by the time you get to the end of it, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they become a lot closer at the end mm-hmm. of the novel. So when you see them in Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon dies and you, you right, go back to, right. you see Obi-Wan and just yell out in pain, like he, his friend is gone. Like, right. so that bridge of that relationship was interesting to read because you, they very much were not on the same page in that book. I thought Lost Stars was really good for a YA book that had no characters you knew in it, besides Tarkin at one like one point early in the book. Yeah, and that, it is hard to it is hard to tell a story, especially with that's an early canon book. That's an early Disney book that came out uh, relatively after soon after Disney acquired it, um, and there were not a lot of characters you can hold on to or, or really you were familiar with. You're right, Josh. Um, I did get, well, it was two characters you'd never heard of, but they were like, it's just so happened to be at every place that everything was happening <laughs> right. throughout the entire, uh, original trilogy, which was kind of right. interesting how they wove that together. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, though. no, it's okay. You know, they made a manga, uh, version of that book as well. And I uh, gave it to my nephew who is 13. He is a huge MCU fan, does not really like star Wars. However, he knows all about, Emperor Palpatine and he knows all like he's got he's watches a lot of YouTube videos he's 13 um but he he loved the manga book he thought it was great and is actually he wants the they're coming out with a volume two of Lost Stars manga so if you guys are into manga books if you even know what the hell I'm talking about it exists I picked it up at a half price books for like eight bucks um I did not enjoy it I did not like it I don't like manga books that's why I gave it to my 13 year old nephew um and it was right up his alley but if that's something you're into Lost Stars was converted I think the artwork's fine um it's it's really interesting but it's just not for a 35 year old guy so I, I forgot she did the Leia book too the the Star Princess Wars of Alderaan. Leia Princess of Alderaan. Oh book my too. goodness! I about that one. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. She's uh, the Bloodline book was a really good precursor too to um, uh, Resistance Reborn. Um, That's right. That one. So it was. Uh, I enjoyed that one a lot. But that the the end of the dark one is has piqued my interest, if you will. Good. Anything else that you guys took away from this press release or just initial reactions before we start breaking down some of this artwork? I'm just really excited. I feel like I need to re after, yeah. especially after like shit on it for 10 minutes earlier. I feel like I need to, <laughs> to just reiterate. I love star Wars. I love star Wars books, and I am really excited to see where it yeah. goes. No one's now, taking I, away your fan card, man. I just be honest <laughs> with you. I, dude, this is a show of different opinions, different perspectives. I know by the time August 25th comes out and, and, and uh, we get that celebration exclusive cover of Light of the Jedi at Celebration. My opinions on this are probably going to change five, six times, man. How how long do you think that line's going to be? <laughs> baby. Yep. Yeah. That one's going to be a long one. Yeah, who's I, waiting in line? Josh, are you going to wait in line for us? Of course. All right, cool. I got your back somewhere else. Books are number one, man. <laughs> See if you can get two. See if you can get two while you're there. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> um, no, I'm excited for the new stories. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if the policies of the Jedi of old are different than the policies of the new, because Mm -hmm. from what I can gather is Yoda is around (gasps) at this point in time. Yes. Who? Yoda. Yoda. (laughs) Um, He's got tons of hair. Yoda. You think Yoda's got like a ponytail? Well, I, so in those sketches, (laughs) there was one of a, whatever his species was with, with the hair back. Yes. And that had been a, it, it was actually, it looked a lot. There was an old, um, 
I don't want to, I, I don't know who the artist was mm-hmm. of it, but they did like a Yoda like that was just like a fan artwork. Um, but it's been circulated for a long time. When I saw that, I was like, did they just like take that dude's artwork and say, can we have this and mm. like put it in there? But, um, if, if this is 200 to 400 years prior to Phantom Menace, he is still around because yes. he's 900 by the time he hits yes. Return of the Jedi. So, um, so he is still around. So I think it'll be interesting to see if the policies of the Jedi of old and something happens that goes into the dark, right, um, causes them to change these policies. And is Yoda maybe at the forefront of that on the council um, at that point in time or not. So there's a lot of direction that they could go within those 200 to 400 years. Um, But that's, that's something I'm really excited for new characters. Obviously did anybody catch the loath wolf in the artwork? No, I I saw someone else. I saw someone else post on Twitter about that and I didn't catch it. I did not catch it. I was, so as I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see all these things of artwork coming up, one of them is a uh, picture of like the 12 Jedi and yep. they're shoulder to shoulder. There's like one in the middle and they kind of spread out. And over to the left, there is a loath wolf there. And I'll, I'll, I'll get it and send it to you. Yeah, please. Um, but it was a super cool picture. And I'm like, ooh, there's a little bit of a bridge between this time frame and yeah. Rebels, clear out, clear out and Rebels. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I think the only things I'm not... I don't know. I'm on the, I'm TBD, right? Cause I want to oh, hear it. Okay, yeah. I want to see what comes out. Yep. The Nile again, the Viking warriors, um, you know, they, are they really that scary or is it something that about them that makes them scarier to the Jedi? Um, then, then we're thinking, um, and, and don't let the story go astray. Um, continuity yes, and the storytelling, please don't end up. I mean, I, I love the EU stuff, but there was some crazy stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> where people were on this planet, but at the same time they were supposed to be over on this planet well, yeah, um, with yeah. these stories happening simultaneously. And it was like, mm, no, no, no. Keep the story continuity together. So I like where they're going with this, where they get all the heads in one room. Let's flush out the story, much like Dave mm-hmm. Filoni and, um, and John Favreau with the Mandalorian. Hey, here's episode, you know, here's our 12 episodes or eight episodes, right? Let's flush them out beginning to end and make sure that the story stays the same the whole way through. Right. Um, but the one thing, the one thing that I did see that people were tweeting about was if you saw that little sketchboard, the little whiteboard that they were drawing on, yeah. somebody had, had like zoomed in on it and it said gray Jedi. Oh, really? Oh, I saw did dinosaurs. Any, did anybody else see that? I saw dinosaurs, no, yep. but I didn't see gray Jedi. So <laughs> now again, it's I either. take, I, I don't pull everything that I read from the internet to be factual because it's too easy to Photoshop what? crap you nowadays. Don't? But somebody was like, hey, look, here's the opening, you know, the main still. And then they kind of took another screenshot and zoomed in. And there was one that said gray Jedi. Okay. So if that's the case, that there are gray Jedi actually in existence, right, at this time, it makes you wonder like, okay, down the road, where did we go wrong to say it's just this or just this Mm -hmm. Sith or Jedi that you cannot be in between anymore. So I, I think. That'll be interesting. I've not been a super big fan of Grey Jedi. I'll admit that. Yeah. I don't, I, I, you're either a Jedi or you're a Sith, one of the two. I, you, I think you could be a Force user, but I, I've never bought into the whole Grey Jedi thing. So, um, Dark Jedi think, are even worse. I think that'll be interesting. 
Dark yeah, Jedi. <laughs> Dark, Je- Dark Jedi are worse, Josh. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, but this Into the Void, Dawn of the Jedi novel that I that I just talked about in the last show, I just finished reading. Um, the main character, Lana Ree, is a Je- Jedi who channels dark energies um, and powers throughout the novel. Not more so. Spoiler alert! If you want to read a ten-year-old book, um, towards the towards the very end of the of the novel, she channels some some dark side powers. So, um, I, who well, knows? And, and wasn't that so? Like Mace Windu, right? Mm. His fighting style. It, it's been stated previously that his fighting style was not uh, a Jedi fighting style. It was a fighting style used by, I believe, the Sith. But he channels that power to be able to, to, to combat, right. Using a lightsaber. And they, I think that was the big debate, right. Was, was Mace Windu winning the fight against, uh, Emperor Palpatine or was Emperor Palpatine just kind of leading him to believe that he was winning the fight. That was, uh, it's been a highly debated topic, I think on some circles, but, um, I think that's the fighting style he uses. He has to channel that dark energy to be able to do it. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I vaguely remember the, the mace purple lightsaber theory, the, the, the dark side. So, interesting. Can I make one small comment on Mace Windu's uh, fighting style? Um, I was reading a book once called Shatterpoint. It's a, it's a Mace oh, yeah. Windu solo yeah. novel. And there's a moment in there where um, he's someone has confronted him and he points to his forehead. And the guy says, what are you going to do, think me to death, Jedi? And then he smashes his nose with his forehead, headbutts him. <laughs> Damn! So Mace Windu was wasn't above cold uh, headbutting a fool. Cold. Cheap shots. He's not above cheap shots. Okay, All right. <laughs> love it. Um, Josh, any last minute takeaways before we dissect some of this artwork here? Well, I I feel dumb. I need to go back and like uh, do some more dissecting of and like enhancing images and stuff. Um, I did think I, I was. Um, have we ever seen a Bith? do anything but plan the cantina. I thought that was no. interesting to have no. a Bith Jedi. That was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty cool look. Now, that is, you know, Darth Tenebris is a Bith. Oh, that's right. That is right. Yeah, yep. yeah so maybe that Ooh, is maybe Tenebris. That's him. Maybe, maybe he was is, a Jedi first. Maybe he was a Jedi first. Yeah, we might be on something dun. here. So, um, yeah, they... You are- heard it here first. That's our prediction. <laughs> We just gotta do that. So when let's put a press release out. So when it comes true later, we can say, "Oh, we said that two years ago." Uh, Hell Josh's yeah. hot take. Josh's hot it. take right there. No, that was Chris. Uh, well, yes, it was. Tip four hat was locked and loaded. We hope you're enjoying the Project Luminous High Republic Instant Reaction Show on the Star Wars Friends. Make sure to use our hashtags when tweeting about this show: hashtag Padawan Braid and hashtag SWF. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly updates featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. All right, guys, let's look at some of this artwork here. Had to get that in there, of course. So we have this artwork, which we're going to be posting at SW Friends Show and also uh, uh, on SW Friends Show on it, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we'll just post it at, in order that we are talking about it here. So the first thing I, I'm looking at oh, right is, there. yeah, it's yeah. in the it, guys. It's in the notes if you uh, want to take a look. I see the Loth Wolf. 
Yeah, so there it is. This image here shows nine Jedi, or what we, I'm sorry, ten, what we presume to be Jedi. These are, this is a colorful band of characters here. Um, we have a Loth Wolf. We have a Jedi user that has a dual lightsaber. However, it is not oh, a common wild. dual lightsaber. It is two lightsabers sticking out of the top of a hilt. Yeah. You have a, a female Jedi um, who has a purple Mace Windu lightsaber with a really cool uh, hilt. He's, Very he's evil be looking. Pissed. Uh, you have a guy that looks a little bit like Kyle Katarn, if you're familiar with Kyle Katarn, um, levitating a hilt. You have uh, Twi'lek here who is holding an orange saber. Um, Which that character got a lot of flack on twitter like what is that supposed to be a twilight i think this is a different I, one justin i think I, I that think this is, is different yeah yeah if you, if you look too. closely like, this 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 character has two like who um not the singular one that we posted on yeah. sw friend show yeah that the singular one caught a lot of flack from yeah, people which is because weird. they were like well is that a twilight or what is that supposed what to be what does it matter and it's a new I'm like what does know? it matter it's yeah. a new character if that yeah, it's, it's fun yeah <laughs> or what, what do they on. say when you, you owe me a <laughs> coke yeah, move on. um all right so then you have in the center here a female uh jedi with a aqua lightsaber my favorite color very cool um then you have this evil looking bald looks like um in dr strange um the master and Doctor oh, Strange. Yeah. I can't think of her name. Cousin it, or not cousin it, uh, Uncle Fester. I mean, <laughs> well, no, there you go. Not from Doctor Strange, but definitely <laughs> an Uncle, Uncle Fester was here. the master and Doctor Strange. Man, I missed something. <laughs> We're crossing our universes hard tonight. Um, then you have a, um, a Dathomirian. Uh, I'm guessing. Just you think they're brothers. Yeah, it looks two? like, like twins. Do you think Zabrak. they're twins? Yeah, yeah, Zabrax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they look like twins. Interesting. A Trandoshan. No, here. you're just being racist and thinking all Zebrax look the same. It's <laughs> Justin. Oh, They're not man. brothers. Uh, but <laughs> look at look at that lightsaber on the Zebrax. It has like a little horn coming out of the bottom. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that's interesting. You have this Trandoshan who has a, a very interesting hilt. It is uh, like a curved hilt almost, and with a purple lightsaber. Uh, and then finally, we get to the right side of this photo, and it is a mysterious cloaked figure with a dark yep. saber. A dark yeah. saber. What? That's so weird. Is this an early Mandalorian? No, because they had the helmets so long ago. Or maybe this is a Mandalorian who left Mandalore to join the Jedi and is wearing this face-covering cloak rather than the mandalorian armor maybe back then they didn't take their helmets off right like we had like it's we a see time now. traveling boba fett <laughs> kyle just puked <laughs> listening back to this this guy um no i that's my prediction it is that is a mandalorian jedi right there that is someone who left the so. mandalorian order and i heard hard disagree okay i mean the hilt the hilt is very interesting too you can kind of see the hilt there the hilt is like wild yeah yeah it's, it's real like long a, i'm wondering if it's a double that's not uh like lit up dually ignited yeah it, it's kind of interesting I, I don't know but very mysterious very yes. mysterious very mysterious you got some lothal representation um this is across the board this is a wild cast of characters here i cannot mm -hmm. wait to learn who these folks are also already ready um to purchase the black series figure of the character all the way on the left um the jedi who's cloaked in all white um with yeah. the white lightsaber that is my favorite character on this illustration
Do you think yeah. that there is some um, like poetic meaning to the to the a person all in white with the white saber on one side, and then the person oh, yeah. in all black with the dark saber all the way on the other side? There's an artistic flair here for sure. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. could have your gray Jedi in the middle. You could have your light Jedi on the left and your dark Jedi on the right. So very good observation, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. All right, let's uh, let's keep going here. I'm going to skip over this second piece of artwork. If you're listening to the show, you're not even going to know what I'm talking about, but you're not missing out. Not as interesting or captivating as the first shot. Let's go to this other one here where we have Darth Tenebris himself as a young Jedi. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is a very 1920s American Art Deco styled um, yes. piece here. That's it what is, I was the Art Deco. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at earlier. This Thank is you. gilded in gold. This is very garish. It's very, very bright. This is very high Republic. I am very high right now looking at this, uh, this artwork here. We have a Twi'lek very reminiscent of Mission Vow from Knights of the Old Republic um, carrying a blue saber. We have a um, uh, female Jedi presumed in bottom left corner with a blue lightsaber. Very small uh very small sabers here these are not the saber length is very interesting they almost look like younglings across yes. the front like they're not padawans that's okay or, i'm sorry they're not younglings but they're like padawan level jedi so you're reading my mind as i'm looking at this i was wondering why the length of these lightsabers is, yeah. is off a little bit um you have well, a and if you look the 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 three in the back have like full robes on yeah mm-hmm. and then the ones in the front have like more like kind of they don't have like the outer robe on. Good call. No, you're right. That's a good. They have yeah, the tunics. Yeah, another, yeah. They have the tunics and the obi on, but no overcloak. Now, okay, like look others. at this observation. We knew that the cloaks that the Jedi wore in the um, in what we know, the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, they didn't mm. have this very uh, elaborate stitching in their cloaks. Look at this. These Jedi's are, they're wearing designer threads here. They have some, <laughs> they went to Nordstrom and got these incredible cloaks. Um, they like gold. <laughs> these are wild. Okay. Um, you have a male Jedi in the center here, and then you have this species that I'm not familiar with in the center. Um, almost very chis like, but has two, yeah. uh, devil horns. Uh, when I say chis, blue skin, red eyes, but has this, this, these two horns that are coming out of the skull. Very intense. Um, and the guy on the right looks like the guy from uh, Re- Revenge of the Sith when uh, Obi-Wan goes to the planet to face Grievous. Yeah, he's a the, uh, Utapauian. Yeah, yes. I don't know if that's what they're called, yeah. but he's, yeah. a, he's a native of Utapau. But his teeth yeah. are crazy. Which I think that's... Isn't that the same... That, that's what the... Uh, the one at the Grand Inquisitor is one of those two. Yeah. That species. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Very good. And then Darth Tenebris holding down the garish fort in the top right. Uh, that's just what I'm calling him. Because yeah. why not? Well, he's already got the purple saber too, so he's already like halfway there. <laughs> he's living on a prayer. <laughs> so there you do go. We think, do, do we think the guy in the middle is the guy in the first picture over to the left that I looks kind of yes. all raggedy and... The yes, whole, I like do. levitating the saber. Do we think that's the same guy? Yes, I do, and I think that these are probably from different novels that they're writing, or different stories they're writing from different generation, or not generations, yeah, but maybe different, different phases of their life. Whereas, yes, what you're um, seeing here, where they're training the Padawans, is different than what you see at the top, 
where he looks a little bit more ragged and older and exactly worn. exactly interesting it is different saber he does have different sabers if it's the same guy Oh, well, let's too. not forget Luke Skywalker has had four thousand sabers, and so has Ray. Um, I still well, now he has a yellow one too. Yeah. S- still wish Ray had that double saber. Uh, anyways, all right. So um, now we're on to more. Looks like more, you know this next piece of artwork here has the Star Wars logo, has the High Republic logo, and it has a number of Jedi just saluting. Um, we see most interesting to me is a cross guard hilt on two of these uh jedi but they don't have the the blades the the lightsaber blade coming out of the cross guard it's just just a cross guard um nothing too interesting on here other than you got two twi'leks which is super cool love twi'leks um so that is kind of your run-of-the-mill basic in my opinion concept art they're just saluting a higher power known as the force the only thing I would say is the um, the comma on the the one standing in the top middle, the the emblem there is very similar to Clone Commander Fox's, who is basically the clone on on the Republic. It, it's it's there's another uh, and I can't remember whose it was. I'd have to go back through Clone Wars and find it. But there's another logo that's very similar. To that one. Okay. Fox's is kind of close, but there's another one that looks almost identical to that. And I'll have to okay. find it and I'll, I'll figure out who that is and, and yeah. we'll address it later on. But that's the only piece that I kind of took out of this, um, minus the cross guard saber. And there's one yellow one up right. at the top. So. All right, uh, let's see here. Keep going on here. We got uh, Star Wars The High Republic Adventures, which is probably a young adult comic book. IDW is releasing this. Um, you have what appears to be... Um, yeah, I don't know. This maybe... Lo- what is... Uh, what's Zeb species again? I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Zeb- uh, oh, my God. What is Zeb species? It's a Zabrat? Zabrat? Zabrak is Maul, but Not, yeah. Ze- I would love to know Zeb's species. I can't remember it off the top I of my head. I used to know it. Cog- I mean, they're, they're almost extinct. A Lasat. A Lasat. A Zeb. Yeah. So this yeah, looks like Lassat. a Lasat, yeah. um, and then a female Jedi here. So we have a Lasat Jedi and a female Jedi. We got Farzarza is the Lasat, and Lula is the female human. Very elaborate outfits for a Jedi. Very elaborate. Um, that's all I can say. I mean, they got a lot of belts. They got mm-hmm. some pouches, different types of Cal Kestis ponchos. Um, <laughs> lots of stuff going on here with these two. Can, at the can they customize those ponchos on different worlds <laughs> that right. they go to, or are they stuck with the one? All right. So interesting cover here. I like it. Um, we got the the next piece we're reviewing here is the Star Wars: A High Republic, A Test of Courage, which is the tweener novel uh, by Justina Ireland. Um, not really anything remarkable other than the droid in the far yep. right resembles um, obviously the the basis early basis for C3PO, the Ralph McQuarrie inspired C3PO, also reminiscent of the Metropolis droid, uh, Metropolis the the famous movie. Um, but nothing also what Sidon, uh, who's the bounty hunter that never got any screen time in uh, Force Awakens? He, they made a figure out of him, Sidon something or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Sidon. 
Sidon Sidon Athano. Yeah. Sidon Athano. He, he was like limping out of the bar yeah. being held up by his partner. Yeah. Who, he's supposed to be a really bad dude, but I was like, he's like old. <laughs> like he's <laughs> right. getting like right. helped out in that one scene. So yeah. He was also in um he was also in uh, Rise of Skywalker at the end too. Really? Yes. Oh, he's in like one of those little that. background characters there. I don't did know why, but that. yeah, he was in there. Breaking news. Kyle has just informed us that we have our 500th Twitter follower. Hey, yo. Live on the show. So we got to nice. give out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. To our Star Wars friends out there on the Twitter, in the Twitterverse. Love it, baby. Love it. So hopefully they'll dissect this artwork with us here. Um, hell yeah. 500. That's a huge milestone. We, have, uh, we haven't been around that long. So thank you. This is only episode 21. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right, um, keep going on here. We got a couple more to review, and then we got to wrap this bad boy up. Um, Star Wars The High Republic, Into the Dark, which is what Justin's interested in here. This is the Claudia Gray novel. This cover is, um, it's okay. I don't know what's going on. It's like uh, Rose Tico, Paige Tico in the background here with long hair, wearing the mechanic scrubs, um, flight suit, with a thermal thermal detonator. In see her that? Hand. I see that. It's loaded. <laughs> it's ready to go. Right. Um, you know, there's but clearly a confrontation going on right here of some sort. Something going on. Something yeah. happening here. Um, but it's a very brushed. Uh, artist style here very uh paint heavy not really seen this style very much in star wars artwork um this is this is just definitely a different art style here um but you can also note here this jedi's robes gilded in gold has the gold thread throughout very garish very over the top do you notice i put this on twitter today hashtag padawan braid Boom! We got yep. the first sighting of a Padawan braid uh, here on the Into the Dark cover. So that's that's my big call out there. Um, hit us up at SW Friend Show and hashtag Padawan braid. We're going to start that here. I'm nice. going to get the t-shirts printed. All right. Last but not least. Oh, actually, no. We got two more things to look at real quick. The the Star Wars The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, Charles Soul book, which comes out 825, um, features my girl, Elizabeth Mitchell, Right up front, um, they they're the Wookie. Um, what's his name? Buriaga. Yeah, Buriaga. Blah 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 blah. Um, he is he is on the cover here. He's got his Wookie fur next to the crossguard hilt, which we are worried that he's going to burn his fur off. Um, very sensitive. Don't want to upset that Wookie. Um, then you got this other guy who I don't know. He's just like uh, I don't know, Bail Organa. Young Bale Agana. It's like a I mean, young Ray Liotta. Like, <laughs> right. Jedi. Right. So you got him. You, Ray Liotta. You see over in the in the far right the the co- very highly controversial uh yeah, single that's the one. single Laku potential Twilight. It's not a Twilight. Can't be a Twilight. No way. Um but look in the top right corner underneath the marquee. You see that station that's up there? And yep. Over the video that they released on StarWars.com, they talked about the Great Disaster, and they just so happened to show that station when they made that mention. So I wonder if this is some type of, I don't know, mega station of some kind where there's a bunch of people on it or a bunch of you know, species on it and it explodes or there's some terrorist. I don't know. Who knows, man? Let's just... But that's the one, that's the station too, where in the other picture, in the actual close-up picture of the station, you see the Jedi that same tower that's used 
uh, right. in the te- right. in the Jedi Temple. It's That's very right. similar. The art, the struct architecture is very similar. But to your point, when you were saying like the Jedi are kind of seems like they're wanderers and they would want to move around and you know share their knowledge or find right. others like them, that seems like maybe an early. Um, Colossus, right? Yes, an early exactly. version of a Colossus to get them around from planet to planet. So, very good, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of smaller ships, but to move a mass amount of people that maybe they want to travel and explore, that seems like a, a, a reasonable way to do it. Yes, it reminds me of that, like headquarters in space that the Justice League has in the in the later comics. They're like they, they have like a Hall of yes, Justice. Right. Well, no, think about you're it. Right. So it's, right. if they have the the temple spire, right? It's it could be like a yeah. a mobile like orbiting Jedi temple. Yep. Um, hey, you're not wrong. I also want to point. I also want to point out that I think that Katie Sackoff could play this Jedi on the cover as well. Katie Sackoff is gonna be too busy playing Bo Katan in uh, season two of The Mandalorian, dude. Hey, if Bobby Moynihan can be in Star Wars sketches on <laughs> SNL and play like six characters, hey, D. Bradley Baker played seventeen characters this is in the very first true. episode of Clone Wars. You, you know so. what? Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> right. The last piece here is the Star Wars: The High Republic Marvel Number One Variant Edition comic cover, which shows us very high resolution images of what we are assuming is the Nile. Now, I don't know how they're spelling the Nile because I saw two different different ways to spell it in the video n h i l or n i h l but it's not nile n i h i l that's at least for what i saw so far i could be totally wrong um but there's no direct confirmation on how to spell this i will say that kevin scott liked a tweet where i spelled it n i h l so if he's if he's spell checking, um, then he approved it. So maybe that's the way he does it. I don't know. But we look like we have some Zabraks here, or a Zabrak and a Twi'lek who are wearing these. I mean, it looks like it's very hard to move around in these things. Um, the helmets yeah. look very intense. Uh, the armor Heavy. looks very intense. Uh, yeah. Nothing mobile. <laughs> nothing about this screams no. mobile, except for maybe the tube top on the Twi'lek. Um but yes, I don't think that these characters can move very quickly or nimbly, uh, let alone to face a Jedi. Um, so they have to have some type of force powers because these just that's, look yeah. clumsy. Uh, whatever. That, that's my that's my that was my concern is if this is the Nile and you're telling me this is what the Jedi are afraid of. I'm like, you're gonna have to give me a really good reason why they're afraid of them because right now they don't look like they're fast or mobile other than heavily armed right but i mean jedi have force powers and lightsabers and um, right. unless we unless these jedi are different than what we've come to know right maybe they don't have force powers yet maybe yeah. they just have the lightsabers so you know i don't know yet uh, tbd with all that gold on their robes maybe they got soft <laughs> <laughs> I the, and these the no, they Nile, probably did. If, no, if, you're right. They if, probably yeah. did because they were just they're just searching the get the galaxy now. They're trying to expand the reach of the Republic. They're not worried about the Sith. They're not fighting all the time. So yeah, maybe they did. I I also I love the they, they obviously have very strong neck. The Nile. Oh, it's, for sure, for sure. <laughs> looks so heavy these helmets, and I and I love the like the juxtaposition of like. Huge helmet, no shirt. Like, right, right. He's like walking around with no clothes on. Like. Right. All right. Well, we definitely we we've done a lot. Um, but of course, on this show, we do we do have a segment 
that we affectionately called That's Not How the Force Works. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold? All right, so we uh, just, if you're listening, we only plan to do a half an hour episode. We're already <laughs> well over the hour mark on this, so we wanted Quote, to get unquote, this out. Planned. Um, yeah, we can't ever plan on this show. We love Star Wars too much. Um, but really, we wanted to get this out, just get, get our first reactions out and updated and, and out to all of our awesome listeners here. So um, just a couple quick predictions. We've already dove into some of these. We know that Yoda's alive. What what factor, if any, is Yoda going to play in this? Is Yoda is Yoda going to be one of the searchers? Is Yoda going to have an illustrious ponytail gilded in gold? Um, is Yoda a Padawan? Does he have a Padawan braid? Um, is Yaddle around? Who knows? I just I don't know what role Yoda is going to play. Uh, we don't even know if Yoda is going to be a master at this point in time. Um, just TBD. But we know Yoda exists. I hope that Yoda is a Jedi. And um, I know that there were some people screaming, hey, don't don't link this to the to the OT. Don't link it to the OT. I feel like there there has to be a nod to Yoda at some point. And it may not be overt, it may not be massive, but I think that you're gonna just it's inevitable. So that's my my first thing is I mean, I don't have a I don't have a theory. I just know that Yoda will be involved at some point. I think Yoda might actually be like a heavily involved member of the the council or of the order at this point because in in EU he didn't join he didn't get trained and join the order until he was a couple hundred years into his life. But new canon, I'm almost positive he joined as a youngling. Okay. Yeah, I mean, which which would be what we know of he might be 50 he might have been 50 years old <laughs> right but still that means he's even at, you know he joins as a youngling that means he's you know bare minimum been in the order for 500 years or something right. at this point right right and i hope they you know i hope that eventually the knights of the old republic story gets fleshed out we understand how these two timelines are linked because as we as we've we've talked about earlier on this show you know this is this 200 years before um let's not interpret it literally as actual medieval knights but more so you know this is just they're just exploring hyperspace lanes and um, you know, space travel is incredibly difficult. Um, but I would love to learn how Yoda's species was found. That is still a story that I wish to learn before I die. Lucasfilm, give it to me. Uh, all right. Baby Chewie. We know that Chewbacca is hundreds of years old. How old is Chewbacca in the movies? I know that someone on this show has to know. He's, he's, he's two hundred. He's two. He's in the 200s. So he's a baby in the movies. So we'll get baby Chewy who looks like Lumpy. Uh, We'll come full circle (laughs) with the holiday special. So I'm cool on that. My last big thing here for my first initial takeaways, my first initial tinfoil hats are, I do believe that there's going to be a connection to the Sith. Um, The Sith species uh, exist. Maybe. I mean, okay. The Sith species had existed at one point in time in the galaxy. Um, We know that Darth Bane is canon. We know that um, there were Sith masters at some point in time prior to this. However, we have already talked about Darth Maul was the first Sith to reveal himself in a very long time. I feel that there is a Sith Lord behind the Nile. 
uh, in some capacity, pulling the strings a la Sidious, Dooku, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It will be the the underlying darkness across these um, these books. And it will, who knows if it will come out, maybe a Jedi will discover a Sith and get killed, can never get that, that secret back to the Jedi Council, and it will be a terrible end for one of these new Jedi that we fall in love with, uh, but it will be confirmation that the Sith are are in existence, trying to build their power, trying to build their their um, strength in the galaxy, so to speak. So I don't know. I just those are my three initial, you know, thoughts. Um, I'm, I will have many more to come. I will definitely have many more to come as Lucasfilm drops these little breadcrumbs as we get closer to the release. I will my brain will not stop turning. So what about you guys? Anything uh, you want to speculate on as far as what you think is going to happen or anything you'd like to see? I honestly don't have much because I don't know where this is going to fit. Um, but I but I am intrigued by the possibility of that Bith being Darth T- Tenebris. Oh, dude, I, just <laughs> hold on to that nugget. Just hold on to it. You heard it first on the Star Wars Friends. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hold on to that. Don't forget that. I, I, that that's probably likely to come true. Yeah. I think my... I think my only predictions would be that the Jedi rules are different at this time than what we see, what we're used to. I, I think attachments are okay, um, which is very, I, I find that very interesting because if you look at what we knew of Anakin and his relationship with Padme, right, where he was told attachments are forbidden and he's trying to say, well, to me, you know, a, a Jedi is um, taught uh love or conditional unconditional love uh or compassion sorry compassion which to him was unconditional love is, is very like if he was basically told yes you can have this relationship right and he knew she was in trouble he could have gone to them for help um right. which would have ended up a very different story but instead he was told no you cannot do this and he had to hide it and it was a lot of a lot of uh, sneaky stuff but i think the rules in this time period are going to be a little bit different than what we're used to seeing. Um, and then the Nile, I think some, they're going to find, I think they're afraid of the outer rim just because the further they move out from what they know and what they're comfortable with, it gets a little scary, right? You encounter new foes, new enemies, et cetera. Um, and, and maybe this Nile group is very large and runs a lot of that outer rim territory. So, you know, as they move out and expand, I, I think that threat of them being there is scary enough, but I think the Nile must find something that makes them worse than what they are to your mm. point. Something is behind them or maybe they discover that they have powers and I, I don't know, um, maybe they're force sensitive, something like that, but, but it causes them to do something that um, the Jedi, it just takes the Jedi back and, and they're kind of shocked by it. So, uh, that's that's about all I have. So I, you know, it's hard to speculate on something that <laughs> oh, sure. you heard twelve hours ago, and 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 we have no idea where we're going to go with this. So, I, but I love it. I love it. I love talking about this stuff. I love thinking about it. This is exactly what this show is about. This is exactly what this community is about. And talking Star Wars, man. This is. Uh, I feel like I'm in mid '90s with Shadows of the Empire. I'm not even kidding. Um, so this is definitely exciting for us. Now we definitely we we talked a lot. We talked a lot. Let's uh, let's stop speculating and let's blow this thing and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. 
than this. Okay, so what we proposed to be a half an hour uh, episode turned into a full <laughs> very <episode>. predictable. <laughs> Almost an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. wow. I still got to edit this sucker down and go to sleep. <laughs> but it's, hey, listen, it's worth it, man. I, I love having this, this initial reaction to the High Republic. It wouldn't be the same if we talked about it two weeks from now. So this is definitely fun, and it, it's a fun conversation to have. I hope that anyone listening is having conversations with their friends and, and speculating on this. If you guys out there have any thoughts, theories, any anything, you want to share some artwork, you get a little tip here or there, Share it with us at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Email the show, show at StarWarsFriends.com. We want to hear what you think about the High Republic. This is really exciting for us, and, and this is something that we cannot wait to continue talking about. Uh, we're going to be going headfirst in the Star Wars Celebration 2020 with High Republic on our mind, um, with the Mandalorian Season 2 on our mind. There is so much going on in Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Celebration. Woo! It's going to be nuts with all this. So... Star Wars is the gift that just keeps giving. Uh, so thank you, Star Wars. And thank you to all our Star Wars friends, including our 500th uh, Twitter follower that we got while recording the show. What's his name? Aaron? We'll get out his, we'll give out Aaron's handle. I don't know if he will approve of this. At, <laughs> it's at Aaron E. Gruber 1. There you go. At Aaron E. Gruber 1. Thank you for being thank our you, 500th Aaron. Star Wars friend. We are going to be giving out a uh, prize to... I don't know, one of the 500 followers on Twitter. I don't know what the poll is up, but it's either going to be a Star Wars Friends host edition zip-up hoodie, five-pack of T-shirts. Um, what was the third option? I forget. At this, Oh, you can guess on our show. Guess on our show. Or a Constable Zuvio Black Series figure, which, <laughs> oddly enough, has a large percentage of the votes. So that's wild. I might have voted for that. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been exciting talking about High Republic with you, and uh, I really enjoy listening to your thoughts um, and kind of see where this is going. So this is a journey we're going to be on together, and I'm excited to be doing it with you guys um, and definitely our community at large. The Star Wars Friends community is growing. We appreciate each and every one of you and want to talk High Republic with you whenever you're ready. So uh, with that being said, you can contact me at no one is Chris. Where can they find you both? Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Justin, and I am at I am the Bendu on Twitter as well. <laughs> nice. Lord. No, you're good, man. <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm gonna go get high um, on the Republic and uh, <laughs> edit this show down and get it out to you as soon as possible. With that, whew, you know, you know, we're gonna have someone going to the dispensary looking for. The Republic. The Republic? Like, <laughs> a new strain. A new strain oh, called yeah. The Republic. There you go. I usually reserve these type of conversations for my other podcast. No one is listening, but we'll, if, <laughs> we'll if allow it, it. If it makes you see a baby Yoda, I may be in on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a scary thought. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to take it out of here. May the Force be with you. Always. Always. Peace. Hey friends, don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. 
Connect with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.